Global, sparking innovative thoughts. Welcome to another episode of Texas Global Podcast. I'm Chawa Ratyongjiran on Erpuve, the Texas Global Content Editor. And today, we're going to take a look at innovation, um, how it plays a big role in organizations. Um, we've already known that it is a very vital role, indeed, in getting things moving in your business. But now we're going to learn from a giant in the tech industry on how they are, uh, you know, taking advantage, leveraging on innovation. We're actually going to talk to the chief innovation evangelist at Google, Dr. Frederick G. Furt. Swadika, hello. Fantastic. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. Um, now, for your background, you have a doctorate in business and human resources education. You've been spending a lot of time talking about uh, sharing good news. That's, that's what I've read about you so far. Uh, but for our viewers and listeners, can you tell us what does a chief innovation evangelist exactly do? Yes, that's a great question. Um, so as Google's Chief Innovation, Google's Chief Innovation Evangelist, I, I really spread the good news that everyone is creative, right? And I help really to grow an innovation mindset with our employees globally. And I also, you know, I'm passionate about helping to develop our Google innovation culture and just evolve that culture moving forward. So do you work with all of the teams or, or uh, how, how does it work? Absolutely, yes. Working across teams uh, across uh, the globe uh, in different regions. And now it's um, possible, actually, that we can do that through our technology. So I'm here in my geodesic dome in the Santa Cruz Mountains, uh, a dome that I built with my friends uh, pre the pandemic, actually. Wow. And it allows me every, every morning kind of like to come up here and connect with my colleagues and peers from across the world to really help to build that innovation mindset with them and train them in skills like empathy, expansive thinking, but also experimentation, and help them to really develop that confidence to move their ideas forward. I, I don't believe it. I thought it was actually a screensaver or like a design behind you. You're actually in like a dome structure. Oh, Absolutely, that's, that's very kind. Yes, it's actually real. <laughs> we, can, we can go back here. Um, it's, a, it's a geodesic dome structure uh, that um, actually served as a friend's space, um, so a friend's dome uh, pre the pandemic. But unfortunately, we didn't have friends over uh, so far <laughs> because of COVID-19. Yeah. Um, but now it serves perfectly as a, as a work from home environment uh, for me, but also it serves for my three kids as a school, right? Because they're in online school since uh, uh, March last year. And so it has been a, um, a great environment for us to just be close to nature, but also close to other people through technology. Mm. Okay, definitely. I kind of sidetracked there, but I, I think a lot of our viewers probably are curious. Um, a, a little bit more detail about your work at Google. Um, you, you say that you've talked or you work with different teams all times. Um, how do you approach you know, innovation at Google uh, when working with different departments? I mean, obviously, innovation has always been in the forefront of the company. Um, what is your role in uh, pushing that forward? Absolutely, that's a great question. So 
Um, my focus is really on the people, right? So I'm part of an organization called People Development. So we really focus on helping our employees grow and learn. And so my specific focus is on creativity and innovation and really working across teams, specifically with our leaders as well, to help them to just grow that innovation mindset. And so I'm doing that through uh, programs I developed, for example, uh, a program that we scaled globally and, and now a third of the company has been trained in. It's called CSI Lab, Creative Skills for Innovation, um, that we offer now as a digital version as well. And, you know, through conversations and one-on-one uh, -on -one coachings and other, um, you know, interventions, I'm working with, you know, leaders and teams across uh, the organization to really focus on how can we, you know, develop that mindset of an innovator. And that has mm. been um, my passion since, uh, you know, 11 years at, at, at Google um, and really driving that um, uh, forward and focusing on how can we establish an innovation culture, a culture that evolves, that has values, that really focuses on producing, you know, those great innovations. Um, I went to Google actually on, on one trip uh, before COVID and it was like really good. <laughs> I love the food there. <laughs> I love the campus. It was wonderful to see everybody interacting with each other. And Google is a pioneer of actually constructing a workspace where people are, you know, encouraged, are supported, are enabled to meet each other and talk about innovation and creativity. But now with COVID-19 and social distancing in play, how does that work? Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I love to hear that you, you know, loved our environment and the offices, but also the food, right? I think that's, you know, an important part of our lives, yeah. of everyone's lives, right, is food. Um, but uh, I think you mentioned an interesting point, and that is that, you know, um, the office space in like a, a creative environment is one thing, but actually building a culture is another thing, right? And so we at Google, we have three values that describe really how we want to work together. And that is respect the user, respect the opportunity, and respect each other. And those three values really help us to define how we want to work together. What is our aspiration as an organization? And I think that's very important for every organization to really have a clear mission. For us, it's organizing the world's information to make it universally accessible and useful, plus having values that define really how you want to work together. And so I think that is, besides having a creative space and an environment, also very important for organizations to develop that culture of innovation. So how do coworkers and teams, um, I mean, get together nowadays? I mean, they can't get together over a coffee or a picnic on, you know, the campus. Um, is it just like everybody else, like just through Zoom, which I mean, a lot of other businesses or organizations have, have said that they, they struggle with that as well, you know, trying to meet together in a kind of a casual, but, you know, very creative way where it's not just about uh, achieving a certain agenda for the day. Yeah, that's a great question. So I think, you know, when we... Um... March last year announced as one of the first companies that we want to work from home. I think for me, it was an interesting reframing that I practiced myself. Instead of saying, I have to work from home, I can. So that little reframe allowed me to actually look at that as an opportunity, right? Opportunities like now we can stay connected with our family members, you know, if we have care opportunities and, and take care of family members, but also like creating our own environments at home, right? How we wanna work. 
And so investing in that was one of the first things we actually did as an organization and allowing every employee with um, a budget the, that they received kind of like to create their own environments at home that mm. really felt natural to them, that they really enjoy and kind of like, you know, like to, to set up so that they can work effectively with each other. And at Google, you know, we are quite used to kind of like working in a digital way, right? We're used to kind of like using, you know, Google Meet or kind of like other video conferencing uh, technologies, but also, you know, email and uh, chat and so forth to really stay connected, um, connected as uh, employees and connected as human beings. But what's most important, I think, is also to focus on what are some of the rituals we want to introduce now in this digital first world? What are some of the rituals we want to introduce to really um, put that human connection front and center? So thinking about like, how can you start your meeting in a different way? How can you introduce that um, level of trust that we, you know, built up when we were like, you know, physically together, now virtually. And that is something that is a, a creative exercise. And we in our team meetings, we start our meetings with a mindfulness exercise for the first five minutes where we, you know, just breathe together or like, you know, we have other uh, mindfulness exercises that we go through that really helps us to um, get connected, you know, with ourselves and also get connected with each other uh, that is on the screen. Um, and so just introducing those rituals on a very, very practical level, I think, helps to uh, make that work from home situation um, actually work. And also kind of like reframing, as I mentioned, instead of saying mm. I have to work from home, saying I can uh, work from home. And so that little reframe, I think, opens up a lot of opportunities. I think that's wonderful. I, I, I'm going to ask for our tech sauce team now to like breathe together. <laughs> I'm going to tell the CEO, Kunmimi, hey, we need to start breathing before we have a Zoom meeting. Um, now, your job has been about bringing good news. Um, 2020 hasn't exactly been a memorable, like a positive year for, for many of us. Um, what is then the good news from 2020 and what good news can we see for the year coming here with uh, 2021? Yes, I, I have to add a little piece. That is, I'm spreading the good news that everyone is creative, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just not, not purely good news, but like it's the good news that everyone is creative. So I have that deep belief um, yes. that I want to share with, with many people around the world. And so I think um, what we see is that it has been an extraordinary year, right, for everyone, to say the least. And everybody experienced change in some form or some way. And some of us experienced loss as well, right? What I also see is that we, we have that notion of that a lot of trends have been accelerated, especially how we live, work, learn, and play. So just think for a moment where you are. I see most of you are, you know, working from home or joining from, you know, somewhere um, else than the office. And what are you doing, right? We're having a conversation, you know, we're, you know, um, talking about, you know, interesting topics like innovation and creativity and so forth. But you also shop differently, probably, right? Where you mm. get your food from, where you get your groceries from and so forth, where you get your clothes from. You spend your weekends in different ways or you think at least differently about vacation. So what we see is that it really helped us to reimagine our everyday lives. And reimagining, I think, is a very imp important task that we need to do even more often as human beings or even as humankind. 
because that allows us to really paint a picture of the future that we want to see happening. But not everyone can, because sometimes our mindsets get in the way. So how can we develop that mindset that helps us to reimagine, that helps us to show a little bit more empathy probably for other people, but also helps us to experiment and try things. And so what we also see is that trend of experimentation is existing, that most of us are experimenting in how we connect with other people, how we do online schooling, you know, how we prepare our food, how we spend our time um, um, uh, in team meetings, so forth. So experimentation is, I think, another trend that we see is really happening um, um, because of the pandemic. Mm. Um, I think that's a great explanation as to what we're experiencing now. Um, and I like that, that idea that you said that it's all about your imagination. Um, and, and there is a use for imagination. I think a lot of people overlook that. Um, talking about behavior, though, uh, we're not going to go back to what we were like before COVID-19. Definitely, our behaviors have changed. What is the top or what is the main behavior change, do you think, that everyone is going to have after you know, we uh, go through this whole journey of COVID-19? You know, I think one of the um, interesting things that I'm observing is that, you know, most things moved to digital, right? Again, how we work, how we shop, how we learn. And maybe some things got a little more human as well, right? Now we can see each other in our, you know, natural environments where we are at home, for example, which creates mm. that human connection a little bit more. Mm. But for me as a father and a passionate educator, I think what's most exciting is that we now have a chance to reimagine education. And we see that my three kids, they moved um, in March to online school overnight. Mm -hmm. And so that was a challenge at first. But again, like we reframed it from like the schools are closed now towards how can we now learn from anywhere and really use that as an opportunity to teach our kids in a very different way including, you know, my parents, so the kids' grandparents um, that are joining from Germany uh, from time to time to, you know, teach some lessons um, to my kids as well. They're doing online school, they're using YouTube, they're using Google Classroom um, and, and other technologies to really uh, learn. And I think it's a success model that we're seeing as well, because my middle one, he's five years, he learned how to write and how to read um, purely online, right? Mm. With but there's a downside towards this as well. So when I talk to my oldest one, he's missing, obviously, his friends, right? Playing with yeah. friends and, like, you know, on the um, um, school playgrounds and so forth. Um, um, so I think that's, that's something that we need to kind of, like, you know, figure out is how can we build that human element as well into our education system um, and put the human or the student front and center and their needs. Um, so... When you talk about behaviors, I think um, one of the behaviors is that, you know, not everything has to be like happening in an office space, for example, if we consider work, right? Mm -hmm. uh, work can actually happen, you know, from anywhere, right? Uh, and we see that actually is, is quite a success story as well, that we now can actually, you know, have a dialogue and exchange, you know, thoughts and ideas uh, virtually, you know. Uh, for me in the uh, in the middle of the evening. And I think that's working. And I think that's some of the behaviors we see that we're going to keep, hopefully. But we're still in a learning process overall. 
And so we as humanity still are learning and growing, like what's working, what's not working, what what would we keep and what would we change moving forward? Uh, definitely. Um, I can, everyone can relate to what you just said about, you know, going online overnight. Um, and, uh, you know, it, in a way, in a positive way, COVID-19, we've talked about this uh, over the past months and the year that, you know, it in a, in a lighter sense, in a positive sense, it has really disrupted us. It has brought about different types of innovation, whether it is in e-commerce or in education. Um, uh, when we talk about education, what other types of innovation do you see uh, that has been accelerated so far from the virus? Yes, that's a great question. Um, and for me, my work is mostly focused on the innovator. So the person, you know, that actually comes up with those, you know, radically new ideas and what mindset and what skill sets they actually need to exhibit. And so my focus is less on the innovation, but more on the innovator. Um, and so I would say for me, the most important mindsets that actually I think um, were, um, were, were kind of like coming to the forefront is around empathy. Right. Empathy that more and more people now really try to put themselves into other people's shoes, try to understand, you know, if you're a leader, try to understand your employees in a better way to offer them better services around working from home. If you're like a, a, a CEO of an organization trying to understand your clients and your employees in a better way to really understand what has shifted in terms of their needs or if you're a teacher, understanding your students in a, in a very different way, in a, in, a, in a better way, showing empathy for their needs to really serve them in a better way. I think that's one of the um, mindsets that really um, 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 came forward, but also experimentation, right? Mm -hmm. Really trying things on a small scale or a big scale. And so um, one of the most in interesting things I think that happened at Google was uh, when you know, the pandemic started, we came together as an organization and we really um, came together to uh, put out that challenge around like, how can we actually look at our services and our products and our initiatives and really provide something helpful quickly to the people around the world? So we coined that challenge products for good. And over tw 48 hours, uh, two, two and a half thousand ideas were submitted by employees from around the world. Mm. And, you know, things like Teach From Anywhere as an initiative that we um, launched partnering with UNESCO were uh, introduced, but other things as well, features on Google Maps that actually now show where you can um, get food um, to go or curbside pickup and so forth. And other interesting initiatives and, um, and products were launched immediately. So I think when, you know, a crisis happened or a pandemic happens, I think organization really probably show how, how agile they are, how kind of like change ready they are. And I think for us at Google, it was very important that we came together and really showed the best what we have and provided that to our people in the world. I think uh, the key word that I, I've gotten from you and your talks is empathy and understanding the consumer, which is, you know, the one-on-one in doing business. Uh, and But the challenges are there always. Um, uh, would you say, you know, how would you say that has changed in, in understanding what the consumer wants? Uh, what is their emotion? Uh, is it easier or harder um, before when you compare it before and, and after COVID hit? It's a great question. I think what has changed is all of our needs, right? And people realize that now, right? That probably 
pre-COVID, we didn't really uh, deeply understand, um, um, you know, um, other people's needs, right? We, we probably had an assumption of what they need, but when something radically changes, right, as we saw uh, with the pandemic, when you have to, for example, um, move education online, right? You really sense like, oh, there is something different now. And mm. I need to practice more empathy to really understand like what students right now need to really continue learning and growing. And I think that has been exciting to see that now the successful companies and organizations and startups and even governments that really now understand how the needs have shifted are the most successful ones as well, right? So that organization or those organizations that actually showed that empathy really now are the successful ones because they now can adapt to kind of like those uh, change needs as well. Yeah, and when you talk about um, innovation and, and uh, change, uh, um, a lot of companies, most companies have had to pivot you know, from the traditional uh, structure, which we've always been talked about, you know, how uh, uh, we need to go digital and they pivoted very fast into trying to uh, go online, uh, doing business in a new way. Um, when you, we, like, we take a look at Google, on the other hand, you've already, you are already in that platform. You, you're, you have so many branches growing in different sectors. Um, did COVID-19 change the focus of Google in any way? I mean, has there a, a, been a specific prioritization of a certain sector or business uh, after the virus hit? Uh, great question. I think we are still like laser focused on our mission to organize the world's information, make it universally accessible and useful. And I think times like these, it's more, more important than ever, right? Having that mission. And I think, you know, providing the right information to people, giving access to information, um, is something that is critical, right? Especially in times like these. And, you know, exciting things also kind of like happened uh, just, you know, um, uh, last week um, when we, you know, open our offices um, to really um, accelerate the distribution of the, the vaccine um, around the world. And I think that's, you know, just contributions we can make as an organization to really be helpful. And so, um, Staying laser focused on our mission, I think, is now more important than ever. Um, but also I see as a, a parent of uh, or a father of three, I think education and how we actually invest now in education, really with, you know, Google Classroom and like uh, Chromebooks and other things as well. And Google Meet is for me exciting because now we can actually think about providing education to everyone. Right. And really reimagine what education actually um, can can do or what what we should do in the education system, and it's I think long overdue. Mm, definitely, um, I I also teach as well in Google Classroom. It's been very very handy indeed to a lot of teachers. Um, uh, when, when we take a look at the corporate side, though, um, you know, in doing business and and surviving you know COVID nineteen and beyond it. Um, what do you think companies or, or leaders of companies need to focus on? What should their eye be on in terms of, you know, innovative ideas and technological innovations? Um, yeah, so I, I cannot speak for other organizations, obviously. Um, but what would I your advice be for, you know, leaders who are listening to us right now who are, you know, operating their businesses at this time? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, uh, the pandemic really has surfaced a lot of problems around the world, right, that we didn't pay a lot of attention towards, right? And I think just recognize those problems and then picking your problem and trying to reframe that, right? Looking at the problem as an opportunity and then taking on that opportunity and start experimenting. I think that's what I would recommend um, more people do, more organizations should do. And really start around reimagining what can be different and what should be different so that we can actually see a different future happening as well. Mm. A lot and of companies, want, yes, keep going, sorry. One, one, one yeah. last point I think is important. Um, it's just listening to your employees as well, right? Mm. Mm. Truly listening to, you know, what's going on in people's lives to really understand, you know, what are some of the, the, the problems that are surface, surfacing now around mental um, health, you know, around people feeling lonely, people feeling overwhelmed if they have, you know, caretaker um, uh, responsibilities and so forth. So really truly listening to your employees as well, showing that empathy so that you can provide, you know, um, um, maybe flexible models or kind of like other models too, like we did at uh, Google, where we helped, you know, our employees um, to have, you know, a, a couple of days off, right, when they needed to take that time. Also providing with carers leave, uh, employees um, that had to take care of family members, you know, extended leave. And, and all of those things really kind of like being um, critical at these times to really um, um, help to, to have a, a healthy culture and a healthy organization. Um, yeah, I just wanted to go into more detail about it because a lot of our listeners are startups and, and uh, business owners. And a lot of people that I've talked to, they've said, you know, like the plans for 2020, they just threw it out of the window and uh, they had to start anew. Um, and it, a lot for a lot of op operators and entrepreneurs, I mean, some are, have been very successful. They have moved forward. They have really been focused on being positive. On the other hand, there are those people who are stressed who have to think about the needs of their employees, um, the needs of their company on how to survive at this uh, stressful time, uh, because it is like a marathon, um, a never ending, well, it will end soon, but it seems like a never ending marathon for a lot of business owners and startups. How do you keep that positivity or good news or you know, the, 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 the innovative side of the company going? And how do you encourage your 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 teams uh at a time where it's very stressful for everyone um that's a great question um you know and absolutely understand that you know there's uh, there's people who really struggle right and there's organizations who really struggle i think we we're living in times of in, in, increased change right and ambiguity right um so i think we should we should continue to do is like just looking at the problems that are existing, right? And there are problems related to, you know, the environment, for example, our climate change. There's problems related to social injustice. There's problems related to um, um, education, right? Um, and not everyone having access to education as well. So I think looking at those problems and trying to find ways of reframing those problems as opportunities. Mm, very good. Um, and I, then yes. trying to, trying to, when you reframe those problems, seeing what, what is the opportunity here that we have, and then trying to see like, how can I use that as an opportunity? For example, when uh, the wildfires hit our home, right, they were mm -hmm. a mile away from our uh, house, we needed to evacuate as a family of five um, immediately. 
And so we took 10 things that are important to us and went on a road trip. But we reframed that problem of like the wildfires could potentially destroy all of our belongings and our house into an mm. opportunity saying like, now we go on a road trip and really trying to connect as a family and feeling connected. But it also was a crash course on empathy. Now feeling actually and understanding like how a refugee must actually feel when they need to leave their house, their country and so forth. So we went on this road trip, um, not knowing if we ever will return. Um, luckily we could return, but really then trying to see what can we do uh, around climate change as a family and taking that problem more seriously so that we invest now in our greenhouse dome that we just built and growing our own food moving forward. And, you know, we don't have um, the skill set um, yet, but we're learning on the way, like how you can actually grow your own food. Um, but if that problem would never have happened, right, we wouldn't actually see that as an opportunity now to really um, um, focus our, our attention as a family to climate change and what we can do to, uh, to create a more sustainable uh, a living and environment for ourselves. Mm. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, would you like to give any last remarks to our listeners on uh, what to think about uh, as we get into the second month or the third month of 2021? Yes, I think, um, you know, for me, the need for innovation has never been more relevant um, than before, right? So I just encourage everyone to see that as an opportunity, to see it as an opportunity that now some problems are surfacing, some trends are accelerating, and taking that as an opportunity to really do something different so that hopefully we're going to see a different future, a better future happening for all of us. Thank you so much, Dr. Frederick. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Tech Sauce, sparking innovative thoughts.